Welcome to this week's episode of Tech Talk. I'm your host, Michael Amargan. And of course, with us this week is our co-host, my co-host, The Quell. Hello. So, we had a WWDC this week. And for those of you that aren't aware of what WWDC is, it is essentially our... Well, it's essentially the place that you'd go to if you're a developer or if you're just a geek that wants to know about like what's coming along in the pipeline. Um, so if it's anything with iOS or iPhones, with Apple TV, Apple Watch, um, MacBooks, uh, MacBook, Mac Pros, pretty much anything Apple related. Typically, if it's software based, you're going to find out about it at WWDC. They typically do a one a little bit later on in the year that deals with hardware. But every once in a while, they'll talk about... Um, every once in a while, they will talk about hardware and show like little snippets of cool little things that's happening. Ah, Mr. Wan saying they actually heard nothing from the first part. So, yeah, it's good that I'm actually going over everything again. <laughs> um but by the way vicky you might want to check out that link i gave you last time so you can see all everyone in the chat oh yeah that's the session i'm looking at now okay cool yeah um so essentially what is happening they started off as per usual with people talking about uh what's happened in the past and what they're and then start to lead off with what they're actually doing this year um, this upcoming year, I should say. Now, and I'm trying to find... Okay, there's my document. The, the, the stats? Oh, no. Well, well, they did start off with stats, with iOS. And threw a bunch of shade. A bunch <laughs> of shade. Um, saying that, you know, within the first seven weeks, they hit 75%, I think it was, of people upgrading to iOS 11. And then, as of currently, there's 81% of people that's on iOS 11. And then they showed 6% for Android Oreo. Saying at, that the other people probably don't have an upgrade management system, essentially. So, plenty shade towards Android. <laughs> Which kind of made me go, <gasps> But, um... <laughs> they did last year and the year before they're doing it every time that they can to try and show it off um but i mean they do have a point and it's something that android really does need to focus on like there are way too many phones that are coming out that aren't being upgraded and yes you can get a phone for 50 bucks but at the same point like there needs to be development for that phone regardless of even if it's 50 bucks you can't just sell a phone and not support it upgrading to the next upgrade. Like, I think that's that's something very bad that's happening within that um, ecosystem. Yeah, that's actually, that was also one of the reasons why I left my Samsung. Let's see, there you go. And I mean, if you look at it, Samsung themselves, in the US, they're actually behind with some of their flagship phones. Like, just even upgrading to, like, the version that just was one step above what they sold at. So, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I, 
at this point, I can't really fault them because App Google has had a long time to try and resolve this, and they just simply haven't. Um, the next thing that they got to was that iOS 12. Haha, that's kind of obvious what the next one's going to be called. Um, is going to be available for all iPhones and iPads created from 2013 and on. So this is going to include the iPhone 5S and up. And that it's going to enable it to go 40% faster with um, launching apps, 50% faster with showing the keyboard, and 70% faster if you swipe from the lock screen, I believe it is, to the camera. They kind of played it off like if it was opening the camera and taking a photo, but... If you actually watch the transition, they're actually going from lock screen to camera. So that's a little touchy right there for me, at least. And under load, it's going to be um, 2%, sorry, two times faster opening up the share sheet. So that's pretty much where you would share um, a picture or whatever to uh, email, Twitter, WhatsApp, Facebook, so on and so forth. That's going to open up 20, um, two times faster. As well as two times faster with app launching under stress. That's when you have a bunch of stuff open up and you're doing a bunch of stuff on the phone. And then there was one thing that kind of got me a little concerned slightly. It's that they wrap up the hardware almost as soon as you need something like really dedicated performance-wise. They ramp it up and then drop it off instead of a slow incline to where it actually needs to go. But I guess they're saying that, you know, people are looking to say, like, how fast their apps load now. So that's that's their way of gaming the system a little bit. I don't know. Um, that way achievement, basically. Essentially. So to see how fast they upload and if they push everything from the processor for that one app to load, then people are personally be like, oh, you know, it's faster on this device. Yep. Pretty much. So that's that was the one part of the performance that kind of made me go, eh, that seems a little shady. I'm glad you guys are saying it up front, but that still seems a little shady. But um, yeah, that was on the performance side. And I know they typically start off with performance and, you know, there's almost always a performance upgrade of some sort every year. But I don't know. What, do you, what was your whole take on it? Performance-wise? Um, I honestly was expecting them to drop devices, considering that that's their thing. Like, after a certain OS, they would drop the device, especially how iOS 11 was how iOS 11 was, take, yeah, was taken last year mm -hmm. um, with the first couple months the software was crap basically there were multiple bugs it was slowing down person's phones so I was expecting them to drop to drop the older devices and I actually expect them to drop I think they were going to stick I expect them to have iOS 12 on the 6 up and then like next year, drop to six. Yeah, after I drop to success and move on like that. I didn't expect them to keep all the devices from 2013 now. 
that's a that's a very far that's a very huge gap now that you is. think about it because 2018 now it's a really big gaps it's not apple like pretty much pretty much i would expand cakes i think that's the username <laughs> yeah but um yeah that did surprise <laughs> me <laughs> oh, name. unless it's just the unless the x isn't supposed to be pronounced and it's supposed to be the space like like high school dd and hunter hunter unless it's just white pancakes i like how you hmm. started off with high school dxd yeah <laughs> <laughs> go for the go for the sketchy one first or it, yeah it could be white times pancakes ah see i told you that oh bah, it's okay. white pancakes okay 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 you're right i'm wrong i could take it <laughs> sorry white pancakes um where is iphone 8, eight. I, iphone 8 uh, is in the store yeah, it came out 2017, so it's going to be getting iOS 12. Yeah. Um, right now, iOS 12 is currently up for beta, just as a heads up for anyone. So you mm -hmm, can... Act Sorry, go on. That, oh, I'm sorry, you, could, you could download it. I think the official public beta would be coming out maybe next week or week after one of them. Yeah, somewhere up in there. I'm not writing it, because last time I ran a beta... <laughs> Last time I ran a beta, when I actually had to update my, my watch and phone, I was having issues and I had to go download the firmware all over again and manually add it to my phone and then I had to update my watch and I had to update my iPad. So I'm not doing it again this year. I'm just going to wait, but I've watched reviews on it and the one that I've seen so far has said that, the, you know, the beta is running pretty good since this year's um update was basically performance improvement was in no major like that they had like slight changes but it wasn't like no major 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 change with the os yeah i think i'm probably gonna run it on my iphone as well but of course you know i don't really use my iphone so it's more like a test phone so that kind of works out for me in that element but um that's just me now, when it, they moved on after performance into talking to AR, and they're really they've really been pushing AR when it's come to the iPhone X, I mean eight, and the iPhone ten. Um, I, I sometimes I got X and eight confused there for just a second there, but um, apparently they work with Pixar, which is both a little surprising and not surprising considering that they've kind of always had that little tie-in with Pixar. Especially the the watch faces where they have some Disney characters and then Buzz Lightyear, Squad, mm -hmm. Woody, and all of them. And they actually worked on a new 3D file platform called USDZ, which pretty much allows you to do a bunch of stuff, which is universal screen description, optimizing for sharing files, compacting everything into one single file, and then allowing it to be an open source well not open source but it's an open file format so that people can use it freely um what this all means is that it's easily shareable on the web um in apps in news emails opening up in file explorer so quite literally let's say you went to check out 
some items inside of a store and you want to see what it looks like in the real world, you can actually, if they have it enabled, use your iPhone uh, and open it up and show it like how it would look inside your home or office or wherever it is that you want to show it. And that could be for quite literally anything that's 3D that is in this file format, essentially. Um, and they worked with a, a number of companies, but um, it's definitely going to be available for Adobe Creative Cloud. And they're saying that other 3D platforms are teaming up with them later on, and along with the ones that they actually have as well. Um, I know they also kind of ripped off some other app apps, I should say, with the measure tool. <laughs> that yeah. means rip all of those third-party measure applications in the App Store? Pretty much, especially all the ones that used ads. Yep. They want to pull on my anime list. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They really screwed all their third-party app developers. Like, I feel sorry for them. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. They really and truly did. But, um, yeah, so essentially it's just a tool that you use. You take your phone, uh, take it up to what, open up the app, draw, move the camera from one side to another, just actually, like, draw a line, and it tells you what the distance is. And it can give it to you in 3D, or you can even use it, let's say, because it apparently automatically recognizes rectangles. So you can hold it up to a rectangle, and it will tell you how big it is. The funny thing about that is, during the presentation, he showed a suitcase, which is a rectangle, and it didn't automatically pick up on it. Did you notice that, Vicky? Like, it worked for his picture of himself as a baby, but it didn't work for the suitcase, which is also a rectangle. So I'm... Maybe because it had... Maybe because it was a rectangle and also had dimensions. Because the picture of him as a baby wouldn't have dimension. It would have been a flat rectangle. This is true. This is true. That might be the case. I'm... I probably couldn't pick hmm. up the, 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 the... I don't know what it's called. The top part of the suitcase and the sides. That might have been it. Maybe. I'm I'm actually not sure. Like I would have to look into that now. Oh that too. <laughs> Maybe it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't use AI, I mean AR at all on my phone. I'm probably going to use the measure app now because it's gonna come on it's gonna automatically come on the software. So it's going to therefore push me to use it every hand there. Hmm. I'm being lazy. Don't pull the ruler. I mean, that that's kind of essentially what it does. It kind of defeats the purpose of rulers, at least having them on hand. Yeah, so you always, you practice and always have a ruler in your pocket. Essentially, yeah. Now, I know they also were talking about Upgrading AR Kit to AR Kit 2, this time which has improved face tracking, realistic rendering, 3D object detection, and persistent and shared experiences. An example of a shared experience being a game where multiple people can essentially play using the exact same space, see what the other people are doing, and so on and so forth. 
and they showed a really I, I have to give them props to this they showed a excellent demonstration of this using legos Lego. <laughs> and what they did is they started off with an actual physical built up lego set which is just like a building and then they started off it recognized the building and then allowed them to start and it took it from there opened it up into a world which allows you to do things like have missions um create well put down little characters like batman or your own little character or whatnot put down vehicles yes oh, yeah. um or even set up other buildings um and so things can happen so for example in their demonstration someone actually started a fire like there was a, pa a pastry store inside the set and then it came up almost sims like with a little um bubble like red and pressed on it on the tablet and then you know fire erupted so then they had to put down a fire engine to take out the fire there are people on the roof who were trapped and so they had to pull a helicopter bring it close and save the clowns that were just kind of there um they had batman protecting the bank and like so it's really and they also allowed another person to come in so while one person was doing the helicopter the next person was manning the fire truck saving their little world that they're actually working on together um and then when they were done with it they save it and so it's actually wow okay um apparently bill cosby did nothing just cheered for five bits i think that's actually our first bits um thank you for that <laughs> um, that's that's our first like donation kind of thing period like, like that's never happened thank you <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> oh they shared another five bits okay thank you again <laughs> i don't know what's going on here like thank What's you people like to hear about apple this is this is true this is true this is true uh, <laughs> say bill cosby back at it again oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh ah uh, okay okay back back to the back on topic um where was i again <laughs> I'm thinking about Lego, how they had to set on fire and they had like a person go to go put up the fire. Gosh, we got another five bits. This is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting stream if this continues to happen. Um, thank you again for the bits. But um yes, so they saved it and so they can then decide to just move on. And then they could open up the world that they created at another point in time. And continue playing and i guess you can continue to expand it to whatever size wow thank you again bill cosby <laughs> i think um this is this is interesting but um yeah so i honestly found that very persuasive say i was talking about how great samsung is <laughs> no i wasn't no i wasn't nice try though Juan. nice <laughs> nice try <laughs> say just a reminder 
Wow. Pudding Pops. Chair for five. Uh, five chairs for Pudding Pops. Interesting. I've never tried those. I've never even heard of those. Pudding Pops? Pudding Pops. Like, this... Pudding Pops. I'm going to take a peek. Oh, and Dwan subscribed oh. on YouTube. Thanks for the subscription. Thanks for the subscription, Juan. Say preach, Juan. Preach. <laughs> um. But yeah, like, what were your thoughts about the whole Lego thing? Because I, I think I've already expressed my like complete like appreciation for that demonstration. Well, I'm a Lego fan, so I'm not gonna hate on Lego. So I thought the demonstration was pretty cool, and the fact that they used Lego. It's like oh, so amazing because I know what did they do? I know they used another company at the keynote in September. I can't remember. It was it was I think it was a video game company that they used. Yeah, they were. It was pretty much like a spaceship type of game. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I guess person didn't take to that. But Lego, on the other hand, they they could have like oh, and they made sure. <clears throat> had it set up where it was clear that they were pointing towards the kids mm -hmm. with the demonstration yeah so it was clear they were aiming towards the kids and how i guess they're going to make the kids active and play with each other instead of sitting on their ipads all day yeah yeah and they had like the other lego fans in which uh, it's just a pretty pretty terminology for them be like oh you know grown adults that play with lego <laughs> <laughs> hey hey there's nothing wrong with it Plus, the guys that did it were extremely enthusiastic, but I guess that's probably their thing because they run the company. <laughs> I need to tell people, Lego's age limit is 99. Yes. So, I can play a Lego for as long as I want. Yes. Well, until 99. Which I probably want to live to see. Awkward. Let's hope. Well, thanks for following Bill Cosby did nothing. After all of your bits. Like, <laughs> thank you for following. <laughs> But, um, yeah. I, yeah, until I step on one. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Then the end of the world is happening. You're dead. Before your time. <laughs> 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 it rips the soul from your body. Like, it comes out through your mouth. <laughs> but, um. Like, my pieces on the table. It's far away, so I don't knock them off. <laughs> <laughs> Until they fall, until like some kid comes and like puts them on the floor, and then you know you just don't stop and notice, and you step on them, and then your life is over as you know it. But the next thing that they brought out were photos, and I couldn't help but like notice the comparisons that well, photos to Google Photos. Like it, like almost everything that they said, it was like, Google Photos has this. Google Photos has this. Yeah, they have that too. But then they did something that I wasn't expect that Google Photos actually doesn't have. But they did search suggestions, which is a thing in Google Photos. They have key, mo key moments, people. Um, they have moments by and places by names and activities. That's so like if you're hiking. Um, which I don't think Google actually does with the activity part. They allow you for multiple search terms and suggested search terms. So you can put in something like hiking and then Vicky 
for example, and it will pull up and, like if you and I went hiking, then it will pick up all the photos of you hiking along with me that I may have taken. Um, and then they had the new for you for tab, which is a lot like what Google Photos does, which is like things like memories, fo featured photos, like on this day this happened, which is kind of like what Facebook does as well. Affects <laughs> <laughs> um, suggestions, which is another thing from Google Photos. Um, shared album activity, so if someone adds a photo to your shared album. Shared suggestions in full HD. Um, so, like, for example, if you have photos of someone, it's going to suggest that you share them with that person. If they, you know, you have them inside your contacts and it knows who they are, that kind of thing. Which is another thing that Google Photos has recently, well, not so recently, kind of started doing. Um, but the thing that they did that Google Photos, I believe, does not, is that when you share a photo with someone, and it will actually they look through their photos to see if they have any shareable photos as well of other people and so on and so forth that they might be willing to share so that you get a complete set of photos across the board from both sets of people which i think is awesome that that's something google should have done from the get-go if they haven't i know they I did probably, some i probably won't use it um, I don't even know if I'm going to even use the search feature. I probably may. I think that may probably be the one that I use. Now that I, think I remember. Now that I think about it, they actually did have something similar to it back when they were doing Google Plus. And it was using the events. Um, so Google Plus events, and then you invite a bunch of people, and then they can add photos to it. That was <laughs> it. But it wasn't like they searched their phone to find pictures of it. So it's still a step up and it's still something that's current while google plus is kind of like Meh. especially since they're limiting who has access to events because it's become spam ridden with porn ads so plus one for google um for apple photos on that one oh please you just finished copying a bunch of stuff you just added one thing <laughs> Uh, one saying that, quote, I actually use uh, I um, Google, wait, I'm not sure which one you're talking about, Juan. Google Photos or Apple Photos? iCloud. Oh, yeah. I use as a free cloud to keep my photos and save my memory. I do that personally with Google Photos. I'm not sure which one exactly you're referring to, though. I don't back up photos on the cloud. I don't know. Yeah, you're a little paranoid with stuff like that. Not in a bad I mean, way. I, I could back it up, but it's just like, I don't really need to. I you do know, it. Anyway. I do it because in case something happens to my phone, I don't want to lose memories. Um, That would just be saved onto that one device. So, like, for example, my mom. She's actually lost her phone before, and someone did not give it back. So, if she didn't do that, she would have lost all of her photos. And, like, something... She's lost her a camera before as well. It was a little digital camera, but um, she lost it. Someone uh, picked it up inside the food store, 
wiped it and then turned it in or I don't know I guess they were caught with it or I, I don't know essentially we went back to the office and then when we went back for it we got the camera back but it was wiped completely clean and that had it had it was a pretty big size memory card so it had like a year and plus worth of memories on it and that was just gone so we kind of learned from that and so that's why we've been using cloud-based stuff to always back up our pictures and videos and stuff makes sense I usually, I usually back up everything on my computer, so I try to back my phone up at least, at least once a day because I'm always doing some stupidness on my phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always doing something on it, and there could be any moment where I would have to go and restore my whole phone again. So I always try to back up my phone at least once a day. I mean, that makes sense. Just um, hope nothing happened to my laptop. That's the next thing. Like you could back up to your computer and then something happens to your computer. But then again, if for some reason my Google account got hacked or I couldn't remember my password and couldn't get it reset or Google decided, hey, well, you've violated our terms and service. All of my stuff will be gone as well. So well, at least all the backed up stuff. So it, it's kind of a catch 22. It, when you it's rely like 50, 50. it's like you right. win both ways but then at the same time you also lose both ways exactly so personally what i do is i back up to the cloud i have some digital copies but i also store my stuff on an external hard drive external hard drives and i actually have one right here as an example it's plugged into something like this big boy right here four terabyte um network back um external hard drive which i probably could get for a lot cheaper nowadays than what i did before <laughs> i think i have the same company i think we have like a four three but mine's on the floor so i can't pick it up and put it in the camera like you did yeah i'll actually have to put that on the floor because then i like some stuff fell down so on the shelf yikes um one is saying backup is a must. What if Google loses to Apple and decides to retire? Everything will be gone. Whoa. 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 Okay. One, I highly doubt that will ever happen. Mediafire. I like Google where they are at the moment. So yeah. I hope it doesn't happen. Hopefully not. Yeah. Media, the difference between Mediafire and Google is Google has billions and billions of dollars. Mediafire just doesn't have the share amount that Google does. Not only that, but Google isn't just like re relying on one subset of uh, services. They are across the board. They're YouTube, for God's sake. Like YouTube, they run ads, which is one of their biggest sources of income. They, of course, do cloud, which is another source of income. And I actually just had to pay for mine today since my uh, my free terabyte that they gave me for... It's expired. Um, well, it's expiring July 7th. So when that happens, then I need to roll over. So I just did it a little bit early. Um, But yeah, they, they have upon, 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 upon time of like different services that they can keep getting money from and yes apple, apple is strong as well anytime. 
And <laughs> Apple is one of the most um, profitable um, companies in the world. I will not deny that. I think because they have loyal, loyal customers. Like... Oh, I mean, it's the truth. They have loyal customers. Like they can give me anything, and I'm gonna purchase it. So that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. I can't. I can't even lie. They give me anything, and I'm gonna purchase it. I I always love how you're so upfront about this, Vicky. Like, yeah, like, and I'm gonna find some type of way to put this into my ecosystem. At least I'm honest. This is true. This is true. I just shake my head because. Well, uh, it's refreshing in a sense that someone's so upfront about it and their their fanboyism, or in your case, fangirlism, fanwomanism. What do you call it? I don't know. I like a fine girl. I don't know. Like you know, women nowadays they don't want to be called female. They want to be called woman. It's just. So much terminology, man. I just go with fine girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They may have someone, some that maybe don't want to be called a fine woman. I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue nicely. Like how fine girl rolls off the tongue. Yeah. And I know like fangirl was the proper terminology a few years ago. Like, oh, I'm fangirling over this or I'm fanboying yeah. over this. And like it wasn't it's a like problem. It's like saying manning. <laughs> Yeah, so like it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue nicely, so Ugh. Yeah, no. Yeah. Let's let's yeah, never make that a fun. thing. Yeah. Let's yeah, never make that boy. I've got goosebumps. I legit have goosebumps. <laughs> like I don't know if y'all can see that. I've got legit goosebumps from that. Um I guess you could call it Apple Lovers Juan. Um yeah. there are oh, people that call them Apple sheep. sheep. Yeah, or yeah. sheeple, you know, stuff like they that. Follow Apple blindlessly. Well aimlessly. <laughs> I will leave that fan manning. Juan, do not do this. Do not start this up. No. Bad Juan. Bad. Bad. <laughs> oh, okay. I can them Eve. I won't be Adam. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. It started. It started. I'm going to eat the apple. <laughs> Oh my, I can call them Eve. I won't beat Adam. Ah, that's okay. Yeah. Oh Lord. The apple of truth or the apple of, you know what? I'm not going to stop there. Cause then, then anyway, yeah, moving on. <laughs> um, they actually did some improvements to Siri. Holy crap. Um, I mean, there wasn't anything like completely mind-blowing but it, it seems to be like it's not quite going the way google is they're, they're mainly going like human cre curation instead of automatic um uh, ah, artificial intelligence um like google for example with its calling and all the extra features that we talked about during um google's developer conference um google io and a few episodes ago but um it, it kind of feels like they're kind of going with if this then that um which is ifttt um or iftt yeah if this then 
Yeah, IFTTT. I always get that confused. Um, <laughs> which essentially is a, a web-based service that you can use to connect a bunch of different platforms so that if you do one thing on one, it triggers something in IFTTT to then do something in another web service and you can like string along a bunch of them if you know how to code it right. Or there are actually people that have done these um, codes before and these in web hooks, essentially integrations. And so that you can just look and say, okay, well, this person here did this. I'm going to grab that and add it to my, this is what I want for my service. I'm just going to add in my information and it's going to do the same thing. Essentially, that's what they're doing and they're calling it shortcuts for Siri. And with that, it's essentially taking it to the point where, um, for example, you can uh, do a suggestion. So if you want birthday reminders, um, do not disturb, say, uh, in movies, uh, text to say that you're late for a meeting, frequently based orders online. Let's say, uh, I guess in their case with the demo, they did a caffeinated mojito. <laughs> hey there, BSG Gaming. Um, if you work out at the gym, then it will like automatically open up these things based on either on location or time and stuff like that. It'll open up these different things that it thinks that you will be doing. And when it comes to the IFTTT, you can do things like sending an ETA to your spouse or roommate or family member, set the temperature at home. Um, get the Apple Maps route to actually get home, avoiding traffic, um, and then open up your preferred radio station and all this kind of stuff. And it'll tell you what it's doing. And then boom, it's just happening. Um, Google has done something kind of similar as well when it came to uh, Google Home. Not so much with Assistant too much. They've kind of done it a bit. Um, but it doesn't have a whole bunch of integrations just yet. Um, but it does have some. So they're kind of, I guess, growing this now. And much like with Google and their version of it, if you're on phones and stuff like that, you're going to need to actually have an app that has support for this. So, for example, if you have an app that is like a year old, hasn't needed updating or anything like that up to this point, don't expect for your for it to have shortcut support because it just won't. It hasn't built it into the code. Mm. For some users, yes. For me, I don't really use Siri like that. But I think some users they actually do use Siri a lot, even though she's at the present moment still kind of dumb. No offense. It's the truth. Um, Siri is actually, by the way, Juan, um, Siri is among the lowest in terms of intelligent AI, um, virtual assistants. It kind of ranks a little bit under Alexa. And there was even, I think Conan O'Brien kind of did a parody on it where they said, you know, the best way to use the HomePod is to have the HomePod ask Alexa what to do and then kind of <laughs> <laughs> show it off which i found was a little funny but um oh well if you only use your phone for like calls 80 percent of the time then 
I mean, the most you could probably really use that for is to say, hey Siri, oh, sorry if anyone's got an iPhone or anything like that that's listening on on this. I'll say, hey S. Um, hey S, call mom, call dad, call Tina, call uh, my boss, you know, things like that. That's what I use Siri for. If I'm going to work and I don't want to stop to go unlock my phone, call my parents, be like, okay, hey, ass, call dad, and then just be like, okay, which number, et cetera, et cetera. But for me to constantly speak to Siri, I'd have to all the time, I'd have to slow down my speech because she's not going to understand me, which is also an annoying part. This is true too. I mean, for persons that live in another country, I think it would be different because she said to their accent, but for us, it's different. Yeah. See, especially for the, oh, especially for those Bahamians who speak a hundred percent Bahamian Creole. Oh man, they won't be able to use Siri at all. She wouldn't be able to understand them. But Siri, what happened, man? <laughs> yeah, like, like she she wouldn't understand them at all. No. Nah. Wouldn't at all. They talk about it in every meeting conference. Uh, yeah, I mean, Siri has use for people on a whole. It's just how you decide to use her and how you decide. Well, I shouldn't call her, her anymore because it has a male voice. Um, how you decide to use Siri. And for some people, they don't use their phones a certain way, so they're not going to be using Siri at all in that kind of way. So, in your case, the, yeah, the only thing that would be happening is, like, making calls. For someone like me, it might be saying to check out the time or to play certain music, so I don't have to open up the app or anything like that. I don't even know, Siri. Tell me the time. It should. Hey, Siri. What time is it? It's 7.27 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Siri oh, actually man. has a lot of different things it can do. If we were in the States, for example, it will be able to tell you what's playing inside the local um, cinema. Here in the Bahamas, it just doesn't do that. But that's not Apple's fault. That's actually our cinema's fault because they decided to not have their own website. Is that also why Apple Maps doesn't work over here? Pretty sure that's Apple's fault. No, that's Apple's fault um, because okay. <laughs> they, they're using Yelp for their map and like review system. So, well, not their map, but for their um, business place, essentially. Ooh, and then, Apple used to use Google. Yeah, ah, that was nice. Those were the days. They were nice. Yep. Hey, Nally boy. Oh, nah, why did I call you Nally boy? Hey, Nally. <laughs> 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 like i just read nally boy ray and i'm like say the name yeah sorry about that nally um hmm. i don't know like i see do you, do you want to live in the ecosystem with us me oh no um one was asking so that you you wouldn't buy an iphone for siri what should you buy it for oh should i buy it for then oh yeah what should you buy it for <laughs> <What? laughs> Cortana. <laughs> the funny thing is, you can actually is use higher than Siri. Please tell me no. You know, I think they might I actually be on par. Suck. 
Well, Siri has more integrate Siri has more integrations because it's on iPhone. But in terms of functionality on a whole, if you remove apps, I think they're actually kind of on par. Hold on. At least she got like a little Siri got like a semi update so she can now turn on the flashlight guys. And <laughs> <laughs> she can turn on the flashlight. Well, to me as well. Siri can now turn on flashlights for us. I guess they answered our prayers. Yes. Prayers the answered. Is, the shortcuts feature is really it's pretty nifty. It seems as though when they're using the layout of it is similar to workspace. Oh sorry, workflow. It's like another yeah. Apple app that they have. Um that allows you to organize your workspace, basically. Say so the stream is sponsored by <laughs> We're not sponsored by anyone at this point. <laughs> this is just us. Um, if you'd like to sponsor us, please let us know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of things. And if you are looking to do, like get a phone, don't get it just for the virtual assistant. Get it for other things as well. Get it for the camera. Get it for the hardware specs. Get it for the software specs. Um, and most importantly, get it for the price. Yes. <laughs> get what you can afford. And what you're willing to spend for and without like breaking the bank. There's like, some really some really decent budget phones for 2018. There are. There really are. Like you don't you necess don't necessarily need to spend like a thousand bucks for a phone in two thousand eighteen. Um, but Google kind of oh lord wow. <laughs> Sorry, and you're such a Google guy. <sighs> but Apple kind of came up with some other stuff. They did a slightly new design for news, and they brought out a sidebar. They updated their. I have it because my my phone's region is um, set to the U.S. region, but I don't use the app. I just get I would get like notifications so I could see what's going on, but I would never like go. Oh, you know, I'm gonna check the news app today, see what's happening. Yeah, I I never used it when I was using an iPhone. I'll be quite honest. Um. I barely use Google News, and that came out just recently. I mean, it's nice, and it kind of seems like Apple News is kind of like trying to mimic that a bit. But mm, I still prefer my own personal feed, and that I've curated or that you know doesn't have that kind of flow, because then I just get a bunch of stuff that I don't necessarily need to filter through. I actually see everything on Twitter. If it ain't on Twitter, then I see it. <laughs> There's that method. Um, they upgraded their stocks app as well, which kind of, I'll be quite honest, reminded me of Robinhood, which, if I remember correctly, is a Google app. Um, it, was a really nice, it was a really nice update compared to seeing stocks now in stocks on iOS 12. This is true. Trying to figure out was taking them so long to fix that app. But then again, I also don't use that app as well. Yeah. Essentially, the they, sorry, go on. I was gonna say they put it on the iPad along with news app, mm -hmm. but we still don't have a calculator app pre installed onto the iPad. Like, I don't know how 
how could you how could i figure out you know news and stock app is better than putting a calculator app because obviously like it'll be unwieldy so screw everyone who wants to calculate on their ipad <sighs> screw everyone that wants to do like those scientific calculations and stuff like that when those big like having those big keyboards even though have, you know and, like, like they sorry, they they target ipads for schools um so like they could be using calculators in schools yeah. why isn't it why isn't it on the app ipad <laughs> so where is okay so for calculator on here for example android and it's sideways and, and it's scientific oh i think you have it locked yeah Bop. and so it goes scientific this is the perfect like land like design for ipads you have a lot more space you have it just works. I don't know why they just haven't done it. They're just being dumb at this Apple. point. Yes. I'll go with that. Um, like you mentioned, they did voice memos, and now those are also backed up to iCloud. So if you do it on, do a voice memo on your iPhone, your iPad, we're jumping ahead a little bit here. iPod Touch. They're I still around. Let's not forget them. <laughs> iPod Touch. <laughs> but these three apps, and like I said, we're jumping ahead a little bit. They are actually also now on Macs with Mojito. Um, I was about to say wow. Mojito. Um, Moes? Moavic? Something? Mojave, mm -hmm. De Mo Mojave Desert. Mm -hmm. So yes, I, Mojave. Like, Mojave. That's it. So, Nali's saying Google is king. Uh, <laughs> White pancakes comes back saying Apple is emperor. I like uh, white pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one is asking, do you think the appearance of the Apple worldwide is greater than its offer? I don't know. To be quite honest, um, Apple does a lot of stuff as well. They don't always have the hardware to back up, but they, they, for what they offer, they do it very well. Mm -hmm. Though very sometimes it takes them ages to update stuff. Everything's always, <sighs> everything is everything. Everything just, it's just in sync, basically. Until it's everything not. just works, works, yeah. Like everything works until it doesn't work, basically, with them. <laughs> yeah, it's all this nice, clean, edge cut look. Everything's so precise. Like, even like the volume, well, they have the volume rocker. The volume rocker is 16 on every device phone, iPod touch, iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Brown nosing a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying, like every everything is basically the same for them, straight across the board. It's perfected. And it's just anyway. <laughs> so you put the lotion away. <laughs> oh, you thought my pancakes was on your side. <laughs> I can't help it on. <sighs> um they did do a, a really nice update to ibooks though 
and they're switching the name from iBooks to Apple Books. Apple Books. But they they kind of teased in a beta for one of the iOS 11s. Yes, they, actually, they, they, they removed did. it from they removed i in front of the books and named it Apple Books. And then like when you had the little splash screen, it was Apple Books. And then they removed it in the next beta after that. I guess they needed something big to say, you know, we did this in iOS 12. Yep. But the design, when I looked at it, it kind of reminds me of a mixture between the Kindle um, books system and uh, Google, Google yeah, Google Play Books. It was kind of weird. Um, it took a lot of features from that. And even with them showing the books, like if I go into Kindle books um, on my Android, like it reminds me so much of it. Let me see. I have it inside dark mode right now, but um, even with like the apps and stuff like that, it just looks like even with the read now and everything like that, it, it has that same feeling for me. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. But I actually don't use Apple books now. They are. They are. Um, like well, you can have an iPhone. I feel like iPhone four, like the four series, were the longest, the longest lasting iPhone ever. Like I would see them with cracks. You know, they were they were all glass. They were full of glass, and I'd see them cracked, like just practically destroyed, and they would still work. Like I don't know what it was with them, but that phone was like indestructible. No, an undestructible phone is a Nokia phone. <laughs> but I get what you mean. Um, by the way, this phone is a Google Pixel 2 XL. <laughs> just so you... Un just this, this creepy smiley face is him being... Being a trapsy. <laughs> <laughs> Dwan, are you... I mean, Lord Dwan. Juan, are you being trapsy? Say the Nokia's of the iPhone series. The iPhone series. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo phones are certified weapons. Certified weapons. Oh my gosh, that is true. They they had a commercial with someone using it to like deter a theft, and they just like chucked it right at the person and hit them, and just like yeah, yeah, you got my phone. Oh the days, but I mean no, I mean smartphones on a whole nowadays, at least flagships. Especially with Gorilla 5 Glass, these things can take a hit and keep on ticking. Um, our other co-host is currently on hiatus, Chris. He dropped his iPhone, well, his Pixel 2 XL as well, and has a crack, like, right up in here on his phone. Pretty much almost the same place as the photo that you showed me of the iPhone earlier today, Vicky. Today? Yeah. I was actually, I was shocked at that, like, I was expecting that glass to crack away more than I did. So, I mean, phones, even if they're glass, they're still very durable nowadays. Now, that's not me, like, saying go out and chuck them you onto cement. Them. Nah. But if they just happen to tumble out your hands, you know, you don't have to worry as much, especially if you have a case. Like, and a screen protector. Well, Let's not forget those tempered glass screen protectors. That is true. But here's an example. 
with my what was that nexus 6p how was yeah nexus 6p i actually had it at a case when i went to um my class reunion last year and i just happened to drop it and this was no ordinary drop like this was over the side of like uh raised up area of this person's house and so that was a good like 15 foot drop it did have a case on but it kind of landed among the rocks i thought it was a goner luckily like i said it has a case but it landed glass side down obviously my heart dropped like shattered <laughs> like oh crap I went, got it. Phone was fine. I was completely surprised. I don't know if it was was the case, but I have used yeah, Mister One. I have used a lot of phone brands. I've used Huawei, Samsung, LG, ZTE. I test phones for where I work, so I end up spending a lot living of time that, living that good life. <laughs> so living that good life. But I I'm, test phones. I test phones through people. People purchase the phones, and I'm like, oh, you know, let me get a hands-on. Test it like that. <laughs> Say, white white pancake says he got a well. They got arrested for having a and holding a Nokia towards a female. They just wanted her number. Ah <laughs> 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 uh, my, sorry about that. You should have known better than holding a Nokia around a woman. Ah, okay. So, next up they did CarPlay, which it, they didn't really do a whole lot. Like, quite literally, the only real feature of CarPlay was that they enabled third-party navigation apps like Waze, Google, and one thing that looked like it was in Chinese. Um, if it wasn't Chinese, don't hurt me. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little illiterate as to what the different Asian uh, languages really look like. But yeah, it was it was a different Asian language. Um, so it pretty much allows you to instead of having to just use Apple Maps inside your car, or if you have a, one of those dashboards that allow it, um, you can download and use another app in case you know the one that you're using isn't all that great. Apple Maps, that is. Then they went on to their features which is where I found some pretty interesting stuff, which kind of is their version of Google's well-being, which is being demoed out in Android P, which we also found out was Android 9.0, which is not honestly a big surprise. Um, so with their well-being setup, they have do not disturb with the notifi notifications go away um the screen kind of goes black and it just says something along the lines of calls and notifications will be silenced notifications will be sent to history so when you want to actually like wake up and go through the day then you tap on your phone go to the notification center and then you see your stuff like that that you've missed um also if you want to do that you can actually 
also press into do not disturb from the control center and you can set times say like one hour until this evening when you leave this area so it does have like a geolocation fence option as well and uh, until this end of the event say like if you're if you have something in your calendar or you can schedule your own time say like at 6 p.m turn off do not disturb which you know you think was android's had that kind of stuff for a while now not all of it but for, um things like the hour until this evening event scheduling um well scheduling times and stuff like that they've had for a while so they're kind of playing a little bit of catch up but i do like what they did with the leave this area part of it like that i don't think google's done that one yet i like that as well that was that was that was the ooh one for me yeah and then they i think the example they used was it the movies i think maybe where we picked up you know you had this oh no the example they used was when they had like the kid on the playground and the parent wasn't paying attention because yes. she was checking her phone Yes. yes that's what it was that was it <laughs> everyone laughed at that too probably because they know they would probably yeah, do the same one yep, <laughs> <laughs> says i think they're walking slowly nope nothing is super interesting yeah we've kind of hit a peak with stuff and so we're we're getting slow increments of improvements well-being like they're, they're focusing on fine-tuning stuff now yeah, it's like now, it's like they gave us the devices and now it's like, okay, you know, you guys using these devices too much. We need to kind of monitor how you're doing it. Now it's more health conscious in a way, whereas you're using your device too much, put your phone, do not disturb, you spend more quality time with the family type stuff. Now. Exactly. Yep. So they're um, like slowly trying to wean us off from using our devices too much. Kind of, yeah. Um... The next one that they did was, and we kind of talked just now about tuning, but notifications, they'll actually allow for what they call instant tuning, which means that you can um, turn off notifications from a particular app, much like what you can with Android, or send them to the notifications center instead of showing up on the lock screen, which I think is really neat. Um, I think that might be something similar with Android P. They have something called minimize. But I'm not sure it doesn't I show up on the phone is like <laughs> <laughs> say family. Uh, this one saying the only touchable difference between iPhone four and ten is Siri. Siri. Hmm. <laughs> no, I would have to disagree with you there. They've actually had a lot of upgrades since then. Software wise for hundred percent sure. Yeah, that four series software. Oh man, huh? Let's see. Any size, display, camera, camera. Yep, home button. Type of glass. Yeah. Yeah, and mm. there you go with the inches. Yep. Um, well, and with the ten, there is the notch. Which sadly, it seems like the Google Pixel three from the mock-ups they're going to be going with that? notch as well <laughs> oh my gosh i don't know why they're doing this anyway it's it's, it's it's growing on me i won't even lie like i'm i'm kind of seeing it all the new well most of the new android phones are getting it 
So I'm seeing it all over Twitter. So now it's kind of like a standard thing. It's like when they first introduced the Bender cameras. I will, I will stay notchless for as long as possible. I'll be notchless for about maybe, maybe three years. This one's about to hit a year. So yeah, I'll be upgrading like maybe another year or so. When they perfect the design, because you know, it takes them, like they release the phone and then they release another one and like the last final one would be the perfected design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they get everything just right. Another thing that they did with notifications, though, um, it kind of touches back on Siri and the whole curation thing is that they're going to be Siri will be suggesting to disable notifications for apps that you're no longer using or that, you know, you just keep swiping. You don't really click on the notification, which is something that Android P does. Like if I keep um, swiping away on something, it'll say, um, you haven't really clicked on this. I'm paraphrasing here. You haven't really opened up these notifications. Do you want to turn these notifications off? Siri's going to be doing that as well. And then they're going for something that Android has had for a long time, which is grouped notifications. So it's going to group yeah, notifications. I'm actually excited for that one. Nally's saying he's still running 11.2, waiting for the jailbreak. Jailbreak. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, you will be. <laughs> I gave up on, on jailbreaks. Just get your phone unlocked one time. Well, no, because then knowing Nali, you pro probably want customization and like different fonts and backgrounds and like themes and all that kind of stuff. I can totally yeah, see Nali default. doing that. I'm a default person. So everything doesn't matter to me. But <clears throat> speaking back on to what you were talking about earlier, Vicky about like managing your your use of the phone they are going to be doing reports so like there is weekly activity summaries of like how and when you're using your phone which apps which most um, notifications from which apps you're getting the most um, stuff like that you can also set app limits so let's say if you want to use instagram for only an hour or two a day you can actually say Limit me to two hours, which I think is an interesting move, to be quite honest. Um, and then like five minutes before you've hit your limit, it'll give you notifications to say you've got five minutes left. And then when you hit your limit, it's going to like gray it out and say like time limit. You've spent X hours on app today. And do you want to give the option to ignore the limit? And it kind of seemed like they were going to then, even if you ignore the limit, it will come back a little bit later and try to ask you again like you've used it for x amount of period of time they didn't show that as the example but they kind of alluded to it with the way how he phrased it um there's also going to be apparently reporting for kids so if you are, are an adult a parent and you've got kids you can actually set reports for them as well to come on your phone um so you can kind of set allowances set downtimes to say like they can't use their phone between these hours. Um, you can restrict which apps that they can use and always allow certain apps like the phone, for example. And you can also set content and privacy and things as well. So like what they're able to do and not do. All of this, I think, is great. Like this Me is, this is really stuff that they should have done. Yeah. 
I oh, also I thought, I thought those were nice as well. It's about time they actually allow people better viewing for battery usage as well. Yeah, so that big fiasco last year and they couldn't avoid it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh man. Um I think they do need to upgrade the next thing they need to upgrade though is their data usage section. Like that needs a revamp as well. I think they I think they they adjusted it a bit. They did, they, but it's still they they slightly they added now. I think now they added charts where you could see your data usage and it goes up. It does it's no longer just I think twenty four hours, it goes up further. If I remember correctly. Well, I mean one thing that they need to finally add is, you know, cycles no just keep your statistics running from the day that you started allow and you have to then manually reset the statistics if you want to get new statistics go like what android does set it to say like between like every 14th of june and to the um 13th of july like every 14th of the month to the 13th of the next month that's when my data is and allow you to set it based on whenever you apply for data it's that kind of thing they don't do that. They quite literally just, you start up your phone and it just starts like calculating how much data you've used. That could go on for years. And so you don't know like how much data you've used for the past month. Okay, let me check. I can tell you that's not there. And so you quite literally have to go if you want to like figure out how much data you're using let's say the month your data allotment starts you then have to go inside the app click reset statistics and then go through that it's a manual process each and every time and that is crazy yep mine was last reset october 2016 and so far, according to down for my current my current data period, I've used about thirty one gigs. Exactly. So you have no idea how you've used your data for the past month. I gotta check that video again. I know I watched a video. I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday, um, where everything Apple Pro showed how they they slightly updated the. Um, data usage tab. They didn't address it at WWDC, but when he went through the phone, he noticed that it was something that they changed. They added like graphs now, um, and they adjusted the time frame. Was that the battery usage? No, I think that was the battery. I had to double check. I'll let you know. Yeah. There's a lot they didn't actually talk about on WWDC, which is kind of funny. Um, but the next thing was iMessage and they kind of with that they then talked about animojis and stuff like that with tongue detection that there are four new animojis which is the t-rex the ghost a cat and ah uh, well I thought a cat was it a tiger I think it might have been a tiger because they had the cat already yeah you're, that's right I think it was a tiger um I don't remember what the last one was that's kind of weird. I don't remember the last one either. I remember the, I remember the dinosaur. Yes. I was, I was thinking of Rex. But then they pulled out something I totally was not expecting. 
Well, actually, no. I kind of expected it, but at the same time, I'm surprised they did it. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I was expecting to go through with it. Like, they blew Samsung out of the water when it came to <laughs> Samsung's um, AR emojis. AR emojis. And they came out with Memojis. Memojis! And they're so cute! They, this is how Samsung should have done it. I will be quite honest. Instead of just using your face and going based solely off of that, they should have gone the, like, uh, Bitmoji route, where you can customize it exactly how you want it. Hat, hair, wig, uh, glasses. Like, quite literally, you can customize everything about what you want to put on. From your skin color to, the, like, the tint in your eyeglasses. That right there was excellence from apple i will give them kudos to that i will not even like hold anything back vicky stop with your little <laughs> um and by the way yes i thought that was pretty mean i wasn't I, i'm not too i'm not well, i thought adam was cute but i'd admit i'd, I'd probably buy the iphone time for emojis that See, the thing that still irks me about Memojis and Animojis on a hold is that it still the only can be used. Well, no. Yeah. It's not just that it's exclusive to the iPhone 10. It's exclusive only to iMessage and Apple services. You can't use it for stuff like WhatsApp, which is something that you and I use quite often. Often. So that kind of defeats the purpose completely. And... So, what? I can only use it with people who have iPhones. That's, that's my little... That much, I, don't, I don't know. I message that much people. And I don't FaceTime that much people. So... Exactly. I guess I guess because, because the country we live in. So, I guess it's beneficial for persons to live outside of our region. So, for them, they love it. But for yeah. us, it's like, okay, I love it, but I won't use it. I think we... We probably, I would guesstimate here, we have about probably 30% iPhone users here in the Bahamas. The rest are probably Android. 30%? I would wow. assume between 30 to 42%. Somewhere up in there. I wouldn't I guess so. Like, I feel like everybody had like an iPhone in these newer days. Like Most even people... if it's on a little, little 16 gigabyte iPhone. You gotta remember, like, not everyone can afford an iPhone, but a lot of people can afford Androids. Very true. Then you have those that can't afford an iPhone, but still try to get it. Exactly. Aww. See, adults with jobs have iPhones. Have iPhones. Even okay. them, some of them don't have iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when, uh, I got, yeah, when I got my first iPhone... I was in college, and I paid it off with it on my credit card, and I just paid for it later. There's that aspect of it, too. Um, one, honestly, the copying, it happens across the board. Like, everyone copies from everyone when it's they can see that there's going to be a certain standard. Yeah. That people like want. Once the, once the industry wants it, and it's a high demand, they're going to copy it. Wow, white pancakes, really? Tech heads and bro kids have androids. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, Nali, who's in the chat right now, he has an android. I mean, he's he's a tech head, and he has an iPhone. At least I think he's but still he watching. Also has, 
he also has more of the ecosystem. This I think is he has true. an iPad as well. I think he has, I don't know if he has an iPad. I think he has a Surface Pro. No, but never mind. he has a MacBook, if I remember correctly. Oh, he's a Mac guy. I like him already. <laughs> I hate, oh, I so hate having to like use people's PC computers. Ooh, like the keyboards, the keyboard, the placements aren't the same. I'm so accustomed to a Mac keyboard. And like the placements, so I'd be there trying to press command and like control all the way to the edge of the keyboard. <sighs> By the way, they did add some other stuff to iMessage with the like the whole emojis and stuff like that. You can add shapes, text. Oh, it was a koala bear. That's what it was. I just remembered. <laughs> um, and I only remember that because of the FaceTime thing, which I'm going to talk about next. But yeah, essentially you can add shapes, text, filters, stickers, emojis um, to the picture that or video that you're going to share. Um, and with FaceTime, they're actually allowing group FaceTime up to 32 people. I guess they waited long enough, so they had to give persons more than what they wanted. <laughs> and Each person. That's a lot of people, though. Like, who are you going to FaceTime? It's 32. I guess for how business do, how meetings. How did they come up with that number? I, I have no idea. I know Google Hangouts was used to be 15 as a limit. I think they went up since then. I don't know what it is. But they're probably trying to compete against that. Um, It does look interesting. Like, instead of Google Hangouts. The where, is interesting. Yeah, like, as the person talks, like, they move up a chain almost. So it's one person here, one person here, one person here, one person there. Yeah, and they then, have like a whole bar in the bottom and you could like slide across. Yeah, and then as someone talks, they move up from the bottom and they move closer up to the top and then it I expands. Wanna it's, I want to see how that's going to look on... Because you know, they, they showed it on the phone, clearly. They got to sell the phone. But I want to see how it looks on um, the Mac? Macs. Yes. It looks essentially the and same probably, way. And probably iPads as well. It's, to see it's, how it's going to be placed. It's going to be the exact same way because I think they showed it on the Mac as well. Oh. Um, apparently, you can also FaceTime with just audio. So in case you're not presentable, you can answer with just audio. Mm, um, FaceTime call. One says, I like that you need more than 10 megabit per second. Internet speed to connect 32 people on one phone. So that is interesting. And that's another thing. Like, that is a lot to be pulling in. Um, I barely have two people to FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, never mind. Never mind. My nephew's called to me. Um, that's, that, that doesn't really count a whole <laughs> lot. <laughs> one thing that I found interesting, though. And it kind of feels like they were kind of going against WhatsApp with this is that they allow for group chats to have the group FaceTime. So quite literally, you can jump in and out of a group call that's going on like that. I liked actually that kind of reminds me a lot of Discord, like you can jump in and out of a call on Discord. I'm actually waiting while we're speaking about WhatsApp. I'm waiting to see when they're going to implement group calling. That would, yeah, I'm kind of waiting for that too. I think they've been I, talking I, I about like that. I feel like it's happening, but they're just they haven't done it as yet. Yeah, it's I it's. They did it on the beta. 
Yeah, they're talking about... Well, there's been talk about it happening. It just hasn't come out yet. Um, oh, yeah, and you can apply the same kind of filters and stickers and combine them. So quite literally, you can... During the display, they had someone using the cartoon filter with the koala um, animoji for a cartoonistic ko um, koala effect. Which is interesting. Needless. I'm wondering if that's if that's if that's also an exclusive iPhone 10 feature as well, being able to add the filters, the stickers, text, stuff like that onto. I think they're gonna. Oh. I think they're gonna have that with iPhone. I mean, with iOS 12 across the board, because yeah. it doesn't really require like all the sensors that Face ID does with that Face wow. ID does with emojis and memojis. <laughs> like you and I, we've we've already talked about the whole sensor yeah. thing. You and can, like you can cover the sensor and so it would make a difference exactly so yeah but that was that was the majority of stuff they talked about at wwdc and then you had like the hidden stuff which was like developers of non-subscription apps being able to offer free time based trial periods before presenting a full unlock option by setting up a non-consumable in-app purchase that doesn't cost any money with the app then must specify um, the time frame the trial is being offered and clearly explains to users that the content and services it unlocked it includes then they also added in like two-factor authoriz authorization will automatically take you to the app and um, put in the any texted code so you get the text message then it'll just like have a button and automatically take you to the app. Yeah, I'm just adding there. That, that's then going to that's then going to make me have to put on two-factor authentication, mm. which was annoying. I, I took it off, but it was annoying. I could well imagine. I'd have to, in order for me to log on to iCloud, like I'd have to go on my computer, or it would send and it would send to the device randomly. Yeah. So if my iPad is over there, I got to go to my iPad to allow it from there so it was annoying so i took it off but now they're adding all these cool stuff and now they want to me it's making me want to put it back on <laughs> they also have another thing with it too like um the code will automatically show up inside the quick tap bar so that you just click on that and it puts it inside the code inside wherever you want to put it so that's also another neat little thing for two-factor Along the same kind of line with passwords, though, is that they're now allowing for third-party password managers to enter in passwords. So, for example, if you use something like LastPass or 1Password or something like that, previously, you would have had to go inside the app, copy the password, go back to the app that you wanted to put the password in, and then, like, paste the password. They're trying to get people to use their software. Yes. So, if you would... Keychain. I use Keychain. I mean, last class and everything else because clearly <laughs> the whole person. So yeah, I can see. I can see why they didn't do it before. And I will. Then they're actually with Keychain. Now that you mentioned that, they're doing it where it's automatically giving you smart passwords and secure passwords as well. So it's it's a lot easier as a password manager having that as a default. So they're trying to upgrade themselves with that as well. Um, with the next thing that they have is that face ID. You can actually add two faces instead of it instead. 
So if you have a spouse or family member or a friend that you trust, they can now unlock get access into your phone. Especially if something happens to you. Yeah, I don't know why they don't I don't know why they did they only did one the first time. I guess they were still perfecting the software. Probably. Um then they fixed the iPhone two iPhone ten uh, issues, which was unintentional screenshots and issues with force closing apps, where the it won't take screenshots unless the screen has already been on for a while. And when you swipe up, you can swipe up um, on apps to force close them instead of holding yeah, down on the like screen first. Hold, yeah. yeah, it would have been annoying. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. Juan is saying that they showed NASA videos for some reason. We're going to get to that part in a little bit. I oh, yeah, the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. An Apple TV app and how you can connect it with your Apple products in your house, like Apple TV and surrounding speakers. I'm not sure what you mean by what would happen to you. Oh, um, um, what I said by that was like, let's say you passed away and like a loved one needs to get access into your phone. Then they'd be able to access your phone. You might not have giving them your password for example but not that I like me and remember passwords <laughs> or that so situations like that could help but you know now you have less of an excuse to say well babe my phone can't like take in two faces so I can't add you and you're just being shady as hell <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they also they, they they changed a few things with the iPads. Um, so with iOS 12 on the iPads, instead of them having the time in the middle, it's now to the left corner. And now, Control Center instead of swiping up to activate Control Center and the multitasking, Control Center is on the top of the right, similar to how it is on the iPhone 10. And then when you swipe in the middle, you're gonna have um, Oh man, the multitasking page, and then it basically has the gestures of the iPad 10. So you could swipe up, swipe up and turn to go back to a previous app and stuff like that. Yep. They're gearing up for September with this new iPad. Mm hmm. I really hope tell. it doesn't have the notch. I <laughs> it will. It doesn't need to though. Like you have to have a bezel on an iPad. You have to have some form of bezel. It's gonna have a notch. I can tell you right now, it'll have a notch. Like I can feel that in my bone, it will have a notch. Well, bones. Not they, bone. they 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 moved how they moved the number the the time as well. It's like okay, you clearly glaring gearing up, but to have a notch. I don't want it to have a notch. What's next? The computer's gonna have a notches. Yep. If they put a notch on everything, if they put a notch on one thing and then go to the iPad, they need to do it for everything else. So everything else is uniform. Don't be surprised if they do that. That way they can have bigger, well, smaller bezels on the MacBooks. And then you just get the notch right there and it can do face ID and everything like that. It's totally going to happen. <laughs> I do not like how Apple discards their older phones by these upgrades. Um, well, I mean, they are keeping a lot of phones within the thing yeah yeah you're going from the so it's essentially the same phones that the ios 11 has um is what yeah <laughs> that's funny 
Hey there, Edward Bastion. Um, Apple trying to take it up a notch. Oh, I get the pun there. I get the pun. I got it as well. Um, and Juan saying iOS 10 won't get the upgrade means get wrecked. Well, I mean, any phone that has iOS 10 or 11 will get the 12. But typically, yeah, you are right. They they start to cut off stuff. Um, so it'll be interesting if like they start keeping it at the iPhone 5S on and start to improve stuff from there. I kind of doubt it. it. I'm waiting to see when they're going to cut them. Yeah, they're probably going to cut them in the next update. Probably, because usually it's usually the MO2 after a while cut back. Cut the cut cut the older phones, but this year I guess they decided to do something different. I guess after that whole fiasco with the battery situation, how they were making people upgrade, they wanted to, I guess, make it seem as though you know we're not trying to get you guys to upgrade. We're going to allow you to have the new software, even though your phone is an older phone, and it's going to help when we're going to allow the soft the new software to pretty much boost the performance on your phone. Honestly, I think they did it. This could just be me being a little salty, but I think they kind of did it just so they can have like that extra leg up on Google and Microsoft. Because <laughs> when you hear them, they keep saying free upgrades. Like they pioneered free upgrades. And I'm like, okay, Android was always free upgrades. So you're kind of wrong with that. But Windows, yeah, whenever they have an upgrade, you typically need to buy the next version. So, okay, fair enough. But then they were like, oh, well, then they were like, Android doesn't have proper um, upgrade management. So how do we really drive that point home? We're going to keep you guys on for an extra year. Because it's going to boost their, their stats. And people be like, oh, you know, how much persons are using iPhones in the world now? And how much persons have installed iOS 12 on their devices? exactly by the way hello there um guiz two two sorry two three three four thanks for joining in that's true one if you don't buy the new iphone you miss the fun pretty much and that's that's what they've been doing for a while now so hmm. uh oh well, welcome oh, from brazil good. We're in the Bahamas, so we're kind of close-ish by. We're in the same region. Yes. So we have the same Netflix. <laughs> yes. And same country role. <laughs> um, but what I meant by upgrade management, um, earlier on inside the show and earlier on inside WWDC, they kind of threw out, you know, that iPhones, they currently are at 85%, 81%, I think it was, with people... Yes. Um, with people upgrading to iOS 11, whereas Android Oreo, which is the, the current latest version, it's only um, 8% of people, wait, 6% of people. Um, so they were saying that Android doesn't have proper Android um, upgrade management, which I said is true because Google doesn't force anyone to keep updating their phones to the latest versions. So if you buy a, uh, like a $50 phone, don't expect that to get updated, so that's going to continuously stay on the pretty much the version that it's going to that you bought it on. And then the, the app developers as well, they don't force you to update your phone or to use their to use their app. 
pretty much. Where is it up? I think back back when it was like the iPhone 3, 3G era, after a certain while, if you didn't have the latest um, OS, you wouldn't have been able to use that application. You have to, and if your phone, back then the phone was basically obsolete, so you had to get the whole new phone in order to use the application and get the updates. Yep. Um, honestly, it's great to have someone from Brazil, um, Geese, but I mean, I think people misunderstand people from our regions. Like, quite literally in the past, I've had people that thought us in the Bahamas lived in huts. Yeah, and have grass skirts and coconut bras. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like what you ex- what you used to think about Hawaii, like, applied to us as well. It's so... I think there's a lot of misunderstanding for the Latin America region. So, I mean, it's great that you, that we have more people from our region that actually are like on here, either watching or streaming and doing stuff. I think that's awesome. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Like, I think it's great what you're doing and actually like bringing the Latin America region up and to say, you know, we are watching, we are here, that kind of thing. Um, something else that they didn't mention is that you can actually share passwords with AirDrop if you're running iOS 12 using their new, um, keychain features. So you just go into it, hold down, click AirDrop and share with the person that you're AirDropping with, which could be awesome, especially if you know, you want to share a password to a particular, like your Netflix, for example. Because, you know, we do have people that share Netflix. That is a thing. Mm-hmm. So the next thing to that is you can actually ask Siri to show you your passwords. So you quite literally would say, um, okay, S, show me my password. And they would open up your iCloud keychain after, you, and you can identify yourself with face ID, password, thumbprint, that kind of thing. And it'll open it up for you. And something that kind of is with iOS, but kind of not at the same time, was something that they did to the AirPods. And no, it's actually not cold here at no, all, geese. Rather hot. Yeah. Like, go outside, you're probably going to sweat unless there's a good breeze. Um, with AirPods, they have something called Live Listen, which was typically something just for accessibility or disabled people and you had to pretty much have um how should i call it uh hearing aid certified through apple's made for iphone hearing aid program airpods can now be used for that and what that allows is something that's awesome and something that we talked about during um one of our past episodes which is directional hearing so let's say you're in a crowded room essentially Hearing aids would have allowed you to hear what one particular person was saying. Um, so it actually focuses in like in front of you or to the left of you or something like that. So you can actually hear things instead of being all in one. You just hear that one thing, essentially. And now that AirPods can do that, I think a lot of people are going to be doing that as well, especially when they're out and about in crowded spaces so they can hear what's going on, what people are saying. Um, but that doesn't mean it's a replacement for hearing aids though. 
Yeah. If you need a hearing aid, still get a hearing aid. Oh, that's a lot of stuff they didn't actually talk on. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of hidden features. Oh, it's cold in Brazil. I wouldn't have expected that, to be quite honest. What's the temperature? Um. Also, they then moved... Well, they then moved on to watch OS. Um, but before we go on to that... Uh, with the whole feel-good thing, Conan O'Brien made another kind of joke. I'm going to play that for you guys right now. There uh, we go. More time with your children. More time with your special someone. More time outdoors. More time enjoying life. More time being you. Introducing the iPhone Basic. No buttons, no screen. So you can get back to your life. The iPhone Basic. We release you. Yeah, so the iPhone Basic, no screen... It just makes noise whenever you get a notification. Yeah. That was that was a little joke from going. I think that was a great joke. Um, especially with everyone trying to go for the whole wellness thing and screen time and so on and so forth. Let's see, that's 16 degrees Celsius to Fahrenheit. Wow, that's 60 degrees. That's actually like... What's the current temperature here? Current temperature. Hey Siri. See, I was trying not to do that. <laughs> hey Siri. What's the temperature? It's currently 80 degrees. Pretty sure this is Fahrenheit. Yeah, Fahrenheit. Yeah, so for you, it would be 27 degrees Celsius. So yeah, we're we're 11 points higher over here. That's why I say like we're we're you go outside and you're gonna sweat. And like last week it was it was very it was overcast a lot. And like now this week is like hot heat, heat, heat. Yes. Take care, geese. Um but one thing that happened with Watch OS is that um they currently had an well, I think it's still happening, but there was an issue that occurs when you're updating to Watch OS um five um and so they kind of paused that but the things that I, I, they say um are coming out with the new version is that much like um juan said earlier they actually allow you to have competitions with friends seven day competitions for example um so you guys can have a competition on hiking or cycling or running that kind of thing why some people get out and get active instead of sitting on their phones all day pretty much so it kind of goes back to that um well-being situation um and it'll show you progress that your friends made and like where your placement is among those friends so if you shared like with two or three friends or something like that it'll say like you're here this is how many points you need to beat your friend that kind of thing 
They also added in yoga, hiking, and outdoor running. Well, they added enhancements to outdoor running. And one thing that I thought was interesting was the automatic workout detection. So if you decide to um, start jogging or something like that, and forget to say, you know, I'm starting a workout, you can go back and say, oh yeah, well, I was doing a workout at this time. And it will count, it'll add that information into your fitness. And then when you've stopped, it'll also say, well, you, it seems like you stopped. Do you want to stop? I think that was excellent. Especially since Google's been doing crap with their, um, their watch system. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's great. I also said not like the one I saw in Stealth Android two years back. Haha, <laughs> Shelth offers most of these two years back. That's true. Hello there, Sean. Um, WatchOS also offered some other new features like walkie-talkie mode, which can work over cellular data and Wi-Fi, which is interesting. Um, they allow for the same Siri shortcuts like on the iPhone. They allow for third-party apps for the watch face and also background audio, which I thought was a nice little touch, especially when you're like, Doing, listening to music or podcasts or stuff like that. Um, another quality of life feature was raise to talk to Siri. So instead of saying like, hey, S, you just raise the phone up and you say, what's uh, the weather like today? And it'll automatically pick up. So you don't need to continuously say like, hey, S, out in public and then alert everyone that you're, you know, talking to your watch. <laughs> like, I think like doing this is enough to warrant attention to yourself. And they were kind of right with that. So, yeah. Oh, I feel like I always been seeing my watch, but I don't have it all the way up here. I think that's very <laughs> odd. <laughs> well, you know, there are those people that will be like, James Bond, hey, watch. I feel like some people are going to be with the walkie-talkie. I feel it. I didn't want to be there. I <laughs> can totally... They would have the, the watch all up in their mouth. Mm -hmm. Doing stupidness. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have interactive notifications so that you can, like, click to pay for stuff, um, check in for flights or restaurants, add people to your um, restaurant reservations. A lot of interesting features that typically you would need to actually have gone on your phone for. They're building those kind of options in. Yes, it's a spy, one. It's a spy. <laughs> um, another interesting thing, and this is actually something that I saw from one of the very, very first sets of smartwatches, which is before Google even started really doing anything. Which it's allowed you to open up websites. Now, these are f the formats the websites for small screens, and it's mainly built for like apps that require you to like read through stuff or check like a um, menu or you know things like that I also kind of alluded to it earlier but yes now that um, Apple watch can now support podcasts you can listen to your podcast via your watch I'm not sure how comfortable I feel doing that though like out in public just having my podcast being played from my watch oh it, it, it's connected to the airports okay that I can I can appreciate yeah like how when they, when they did the whole cellular commercial um, 
with the Apple Watch in September. They had the mm. guy on the skateboard in the train station, had the AirPods in his air. Yeah, so that's what it's going to be. Okay, I got they're you. They're just not going to have they're not now they're just not going to have the podcast app onto the watch, so you can leave your phone home and be able to access your podcast, the your podcast that you listen to from the watch. But if you don't have an eSIM, you're pretty much screwed with that. Yeah, so like us, we're screwed. Yep. <laughs> um, they also then brought in smart grouped notifications, just like what they did with the iPhone. That's good because. When you have like a cloud of notifications, yeah, this is this. It has the same issue with um, Google's version as well. So I'm glad someone has addressed it. I'm glad they're doing it as well. Because when I when I um pull out my notification tab, like I have notifications probably like last week. Oh, it's because I saw it. I just never opened it. <laughs> Another interesting thing was student ID cards. So essentially you can like take a photo of your student ID and then you can pay for stuff or get access into those like locked off areas that are just for students and stuff like that in like at your school. And it works for the iPhone as well. Um, you can have it in the wallet section, right? If I look yes. correctly. Yeah. Yep. So it only works for certain schools right now. Do clearly they work for us. Yeah, clearly not us. We're not even on the list. I'm surprised Liberty University isn't on there, especially since they're one of the bigger schools. But I guess they're going more for the east side first because they have Duke, Temple, John Hopkins, um, University of Oklahoma, Santa Clara University, um, University of Alabama, and they say more to come. But yeah. Oh, someone's trying to call me right now. I cannot take that. And it's still going to ring through. Okay. There we go. Um, then they had a bunch of other stuff. Like, you can able to manually choose your Wi-Fi network. You can answer FaceTime as audio on your watch. You can customize the control center. It has Hindi localization. It has built-in Parkinson's research. Um, information it has an audio controller. You can add the stocks from the watch. You can install software tonight onto the watch, like say install it later on tonight. You can add cities into weather. It has notification tuning, memories in the photo watch face, new emoji pickers, new awards tab, air quality, wind direction, and speed, along with UV index and in the weather portion. And they brought out since it's Pride Month a pride watch band and watch face i have my pride watch face on you can't see ah ah there you go yeah since it's pride month i'm keeping it off for the <laughs> i want the band but i don't want to ship it and i don't want nobody going away at the moment so i'm probably gonna have to wait and it's only available for this one month ouch i would have just shipped it if i were you but i mean what why don't you want to ship it no, I just I feel like they're probably I feel like the shipping companies here are sketchy. <laughs> I, I I could ship it to my cousin. I think my mom's supposed to be traveling there next month. I could wait. I'm probably not gonna wear it. I just want it because it's a limited edition band. Oh my god! I didn't get it. I didn't get it last year. Oh my gosh! Um, well, it's a limited band. They only have them like 
one month per well month of the year. I mean, do you, Vicky? Like, if that's what you want, I, I say go for $50. it. You heard yeah. yourself just now, right? It's only fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I wanted the cheapest things from my. <laughs> actually, wait, no, yeah, actually, no, yeah. I think the cases are about three dollars as well, so that's probably one of the cheapest stuff from Apple you can get. Hmm, that's true. Oh, sorry. Let me see. Someone's messaging. Oh, I know something. Something we missed from iOS um, twelve. With updating your phone now, you may uh, you may have the option to automatically set your phone automatically update. Like how they have it for the apps in the App Store, you can set it to automatically update your app, so you can set your phone to automatically do that. You'll wait to see if they keep it as the betas continue to roll out. Hmm, that would be interesting. Hmm. Let's see, Juan saying Google has to do something for streamers and YouTubers because Apple cannot, like vlogging system or streaming systems. Huh. Well, I mean, Google has YouTube. YouTube. So that kind of, that's kind of their vlogging system and streaming system because we're actually, well, you, we're, you're watching a stream on YouTube right now. So <laughs> I guess in that aspect, they've kind of already got that covered. Um, then they talked about Apple TV and there wasn't a whole lot to really talk about. Yes, it no, has. They skimped it. Yeah. They kind of. Talk TV. Yeah. They, they, they talked a lot about the past upgrade, like it having 4k HDR 10, which is Dolby vision, even though, you know, you still can't watch YouTube on 4k because of like disagreements between them and Apple, like them and Google. <laughs> Um, they did bring out, you know, the fact that they're going to be bringing out Dolby Atmos. Um, though there are some issues with third party systems and currently Dolby, um, because they don't want you really tweaking their, the Dolby, um, experience anymore. So you can't really customize it. You have to leave it stock. Um, they're going to be bringing out live sports and news, or I think they may have already started this. Um, that seems like a fight against YouTube TV. Which is only available in not yeah. which isn't available in our region. Nope, and it's only available in certain cities in the states as well. So Apple TV kind of has a leg up on them on that aspect. Not only that, they have another leg up because they are working with cable companies. In France, Switzerland, and the United States, um, so that you can have a either a single sign-in or a zero sign-in. So single sign-in is where you would go and log in, um, connect it. It would connect to your broadband service, and then take you to a, you would have to go to a website, put in your um, cable company's information, and would give you a password to then enter onto your TV. And then it would like give you access to all your channels and stuff like that, that you would have from the cable company. Zero sign in, which is something new that they're bringing out, bypasses that. It connects directly to the cable company's broadband system, recognizes all of your information, and you just go about ahead and do what you want to do. Um, but it's only on three cable providers at the moment. 
which is um, Salt, Charter, and I forget the one that's for France. Um, it's also going to have Siri built in so you can, you know, say whatever you want to say. They are working on an iPhone remote button in the control center, along with working with um, remote control makers, Creston, Savant, and Control 4 to build support for Apple TV that will also have Siri support as well. So they're really going, they may not be doing much, but they're doing a lot of integrations with, well, working and partnering up with other companies. And touching on something that Juan mentioned earlier with the aerial locations, um, they built it in so that you can actually see, um, instead of it just being aerial, they show it where it has like where it is in the world. And then they worked with um, the International Space System and CASIS to get photographs from space so you can actually see things across the world, especially since the International Space System does 19 orbits around the world all like within one day. So they see the world quite often from a lot of different time zones. They have plenty of time and, um, to take photos. So that's... That's essentially what's happening on that. Okay. I leave my I leave my my TV on for my Apple TV just to play the photos. So it looks really nice. <laughs> it's going to turn off eventually, but I wouldn't. I I've actually haven't went to the setting to put my my Apple TV on sleep since I brought it in my room. I just leave it and let the screen play until it turns itself off, and then afterwards the TV's going to turn off. But the photos, so the photos that I've seen from well, what they've had from last year, it's pretty nice. It's good to see that, that now you can see where the locations are. Maybe persons may travel to them now. You know, that would be great if that was the case. But I mean, some of these places, they're kind of remote. And that's somewhat of the... So minus the ones in space. Yeah. Yeah. Because like... right now... Right now, one that I've seen a lot is usually like a city, hmm. usually like the city, the city light scenery. So that you can visit, but you don't know the name of the place, so. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's that actual feature on Apple TV's one. So you can go ahead and turn that on on your Apple TV if you have one. And then they came to the Mac Daddy Mac OS. Mac OS. Oh, before we switch on to that, Watch OS, there was also something that they didn't talk on. Those $10,000 to $17,000 Apple Edition watches? Bye bye. They're not getting the updates anymore. So <sighs> that sucks for them. Yeah, I know. And they, they stopped the update with the first generation. The Apple Watch Sport series. So they call them seatbelt. They don't really give them a name. They call Apple still calls them Apple Watch Sport, but consumers would call them like Series Zero. So mm. those aren't getting those aren't getting the software update anymore. Yeah. I, that would be like I, I would feel bad if I was someone who spent ten thousand dollars on a smartwatch and oh. then it no longer has updates. Especially that that's from those from like the first generation. That that would hurt. 
That would hurt a lot. Yeah. Apple Apple seems to they seem to show the new watches with the phone. So it's like they come with a pair. So like you get the new phone, you gotta get the new watch. Yeah. You play with your mind, basically. Pretty much. So yeah, that's see that's the one thing I didn't like about smartwatches. Like you have to keep it's not something that's going to be stable and upgraded over time. It's two updates and you're done. Get a new watch. Mm, I don't know. How I, I feel could about see. That. I could see why they they. I could see why they cut the first generation models because the processors, the process from Jump weren't pretty good. So I could yeah. see they're not going to be able to to handle Watch OS five. Yeah, I I could agree with on that. But back to Mac OS. So before we get into this, I want you all to know not every Mac is going to get this update. Pretty much any Mac that was made before 2012 will not get it. Ones made after, well, from 2012 onwards will. So if you have a plastic MacBook or a MacBook Pro Air Mini, um, if you have an iMac from 2009, um, 10 or 11, you know, all those, you're not getting Mojave. Um, one saying when I bought it, I should have bought a normal watch then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I usually, I usually buy the watch to match the material on my phone. So because I have the eight and it has the aluminum sides, the mm -hmm. watch has to match the aluminum sides. So if you get a 10, how it has the stainless steel sides, I would prefer to get the the stainless steel Apple Watch. Just so like it matches. Since it's like a pale. But I that's how I feel like it should be done. Vicky has her own certain kind of ways that she does this stuff, people. Um also we got a little bit of clarification on the name and what happened. For the past four years, they've been going with California-based areas, mainly mountains, like El Capitan and Yosemite. Um, Yo Yo uh, I can't say the name properly. Um, I remember El Capitan. I don't remember the one after that. I remember Sierra and High Sierra. Yeah. I know it's like Yosemite, Yosemite or... Yes. Yo! Yosemite or something like that. It was yeah. Y O S E M I T E, right? Yeah. Yes. Yosemite? Yosemite, I think it was. Um so they moved from cats to areas in California, which were mountains, and now they've moved to another area in California called the Mojave Desert. Which I I'll be honest, I never really thought of that I as being heard of it too. No, I've heard of it. I just never thought it was in I California. Mojave Desert. Oh. Mojave Desert is in California. Oh, wow. Primarily with, within Eastern California and Southern Nevada lost. Um, wow. Okay. I learned something. I wonder, I wonder what desert they're going to do next. That's the thing. If, especially if they want to keep it within, um, you know, California, unless they want to change that. But they kind of moved on from there. There's a bunch of new features that they're building into it, like full theming for dark mode, which is 
awesome. Windows 10. No version of Windows actually has this without using a third-party app like Windows Blinds or something like that that reskins everything and doesn't always do a good job at it. Um, this is innately built in and everything goes black. Your menus, your, um, your uh, action bar, your explorer, your app, well, your programs, everything goes dark mode. Windows... You can turn every, you can turn your taskbar black, and you can turn your um, your start menu black, and that's essentially dark mode. File Explorer, no, what that's is, gonna stay white. Your apps white, or whatever. That was our one now as well. Well, the one we have now, the find the bar can turn dark, and that's just about it. I mean, I don't use it because I'm one of those people that I don't really use dark mode. I don't know. It just looks odd on my eyes for me, so I don't use it. She's a child of the light, people. She's a child of the light. Um, the next thing I thought was really interesting was dynamic desktop. I can't wait to use that because my yeah. desktop, my 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 backgrounds are usually the default OS background, so I can't wait to to use the dynamic background. Oh, then I have dynamic desktop. I use custom backgrounds, but then I overlay them with something from Steam called Win. Um, oh, what's it called exactly? Before I mess up this wallpaper engine. So that allows me to have like animations on my background and stuff like that when I'm actually like just have my wallpaper up and it'll have an animation or a wallpaper and i can continuously update it like that which is i think neat for me but that's me um as for dynamic desktop i think it's great because it allows you to pretty much um group things by um well the dynamic desktop allows for um changing of stuff well uh like if you're vicky for example it would, and I got a little bit ahead of myself with this one, but it'll change the desktop, let's say from a daytime photo to a midday photo to a nighttime photo. So it's dynamically changing based on the time of day. What I was starting to get into was stacks, which is also nice, um, which allows you to group stuff that's on your desktop by types, date, or even tags. And it stays stacked even if you drop new stuff the new stuff will jump into one of those stacks of stuff because those persons that have a cluttered desktop oh, i so hate that my boss desktop is like i'm so like how can you find things on that my desktop is usually empty i have three two or three rows of stuff on my desktop and that's it but they're all stuff that i you know, it's kind of weird. Now that I think about it, I don't really need it because I'm barely ever on my desktop. Exactly. I'm always in Finder most of the time. Yeah. So I don't... Like, if I put that on my desktop, it's there for me to, rem to remember to put it on the hard drive. Then once I put it on the hard drive, I remove it off my desktop. Exactly. Um, talking about Finder, they actually allowed for a new gallery view. So you've got column, list, details, and now gallery. 
And no, people who are using Windows, this is not like the one that we use. This one's actually a little bit nicer. Um, because it shows a lot more information. And not just for photos and videos. You can see, and granted there are documents that you can do this with. But still not 100% the way that um, Apple's doing it with the Mac. Um, it shows off a huge expanded area for the, to show you photos, videos, documents, um, spreadsheets, PowerPoints, uh, PDFs, and then also has a new sidebar, which you can see um, metadata of the photos and videos and quick actions and edits. So if you want to like edit a photo, turn it around, like rotate it. This kind of thing if or if you have a pdf it has like a quick action which you can customize to say add like a watermark onto the pdf so it's interesting like i like what they've done with that um i don't know if you're gonna really use it that much like that vicky but what are your thoughts on this? Um, i probably won't use it I may actually no. I probably won't use it. I won't even lie. I haven't created documents as I was in COB. Same thing with spreadsheets. Um, same thing with PDFs. So the one I I would use the most is Quick Look because I use that most like nine maybe ninety nine percent of the time hmm. when I go look at something. Speaking, so of, I, I said the most. speaking of quick look they've integrated markup into that now markup is another kind of program with it mm -hmm. um that allows you to do things like signing documents and stuff like that using a digital version of your um your uh signature and a lot of other features i don't know if you want to like just give a quick explanation of markup you know it better um, than I do. oh um so markup is basically i think it started off on the ipads i want to say um but yeah it's basically what they use on the ipad pro is for when you want to use well ipad pro and ipad and 2018 ipad now when you use the apple pencil you can quickly sign your signature on a document send it off um you could quickly circle a certain area on a document you can add text um i think you can add shapes as well and so on so that's kind of what it is and they transported it to the mac os well they have it on the mac os already but um now you're able to quickly look by pressing space on a document and you're able to mark up the document so you can add text uh add your signature if it's like a pdf and the example they use was like a field trip form um just could press space it's going to pull it up in quick view i mean quick look uh i have your signature there and you can just like right click and send it off to the school via email yeah so pretty all overall a, a really neat set of features that allows you to do a lot of different stuff um essentially if you use something like docusign you don't really need docusign like that because you can put in your signature in using well max default features um the next thing that they have is screenshots they've actually added some little um enhancements to that so when you take a screenshot it shows a thumbnail in the bottom right which you can click on it opens up markup 
So which allows you to edit the picture however you want, like do mag uh, magnification, stuff like that. It also allows for a new um, HUD or heads up display, um, which gives you options for capturing um, the entire screen, cap the selected window or a selected um, portion of the screen. And you can also record the entire screen or a selected portion of the screen as well. And then you can drag and drop either the screenshot or the recording thumbnail into a new document that you're making or into a document that you're working on. Which then works really nicely with another feature called continuity camera, which if you're in a document, you can right click, say, take a photo. And so it opens up the camera on your phone. You uh, click, you take a photo and then you say use photo and it shows up in the document. And you can do the same thing with uh, scanning a document where you right click, click scan document, opens up the camera, scans your document, and then it goes up inside whatever you document you want to show it as. Um, this same thing works with if you're doing recording a video. Um, well, no, I no backtrack on that. I was talking about screenshots and recording. Never mind on that video part. Um, like I mentioned earlier, they're also bringing news apps, stock apps, voice memos on the Mac. Um, and you can actually, the home, the home kit app. that too. And that also allows you to do Siri commands in the home app from your Mac, which I think is nice. And that's kind of their version of something that they're, uh, building up on later, which is a little sneak peek showing that, well, actually we're going to get to that in a little bit. But keep that in mind. Um, they're now the next section that they were doing was requiring permission for things like accessing your camera, mic, mail database, message history, Safari data, time machine backups, iTunes device backups, location routines, and system cookies. While previously it only worked for location, contacts, photos, calendar, and reminders. That's so true. Why never noticed that? Mm-hmm. So apps had access to that kind of stuff and never really asked you for permission. This is why I have my camera taped off. <laughs> then they also have stuff like shutting down buttons, comment boxes, and stuff like that. When in Safari, and then it requires you approving something like say Facebook if for a like button um to use cookies and website data while browsing a particular website and then they went a, a little step well that they did that part for privacy um because you know the whole don't track me thing then they went a step further hello there marcel uh Trezowski. if i said the last name wrong i deeply apologize um they went another step further with fingerprinting. Now, fingerprinting essentially is something that uses system information from, that websites can obtain from your computer to... Oh, okay. This is in Dutch. I am not sure what that says. I'm going to guess that he's from Dutchland. And that's translate.google.com. I am from Germany. Welcome. 
We're currently in the Bahamas, so we've got quite a distance between us. Um, right, so what this does is it uses all that information to uniquely identify that this is this particular computer. And Apple doesn't want that. So what they're doing is, they, and by the way, which is kind of funny because Adobe is one of the companies that kind of highlighted some stuff with the um, 3D stuff. Adobe actually has a system that does fingerprinting for people that are building websites to give like customizing the websites based on that user's experience. So for example, if it knows, if you click on female um, clothing and you've gone to a website that does like surfing and stuff like that, it's going to allow you to say, okay, well, this person is probably a female based on what they've searched, probably likes surfing. And so it can allow you to have like a customized surf uh display page when they go onto your website for the first well when they come back to your website or if you partner up with third-party websites it can move on that information and can create unique experiences for the for the viewer but with this they're effectively canceling that out because um they're showing only simplified system configurations built-in only fonts and legacy plugins no longer work these things are well these are things plus the whole um other tracking systems like cookies are what allow them to pretty much figure out that you, this computer is this particular computer so now all macs are going to look like other macs and all iphones are going to look like other iphones there's going to be a really no unique experience anymore it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that how do you feel about that vicky like does that affect you at all as an apple user or do you just not um, really care it doesn't really affect me mm, it doesn't really affect me it may affect other persons because i know when they said it persons were cheering and they seemed excited for it but it doesn't really affect me fair enough yes and then there were some other new things like the new mac store update which brings it in line more with ios looking yes it's about time i, I don't really it, use it that much but it's about time i think the design is quite nice um it it is about time because you know well, I think they, they saw what, that people liked the update that they did to iOS. And so they said, you know what, let's do it with Mac as well. And I'm sure people will like it there as well, because it brings a lot of new, unique features. And not it only... May, it, may, it may put some track on... Well, have some traffic for the Mac App Store. I don't think my people uses the Mac App Store. I, I would not be surprised. Especially since you can download apps from other places. Everywhere, yeah. Um, they're also building it to be more like um, the iOS app store with ratings and reviews and an API for that. And they're saying that Office 365, Lightroom CC with, from Adobe, uh, Transmit and BB Edit are all coming later this year as well to the apps, Mac app store. Then they kind of touched on a topic that we've talked about before with the whole, uh, how should I put it? What's a computer? 
and <laughs> that ad brought up a number well brought up the whole thing of are they merging ios and mac os and their the answer, answer was their answer was this apparently <laughs> no no of course not and i think me so i drop it yes. yeah <laughs> Oh man, I wish I had that photo safe. I like can use this. So essentially, I'll let him explain it. Mac able to accomplish almost anything. So we think that this question is actually coming from something else. You know, Mac users have access to a rich set of great native applications, apps that take full advantage of the power of Mac technologies. But Mac users also use apps based on other technologies. We and then that kind of leads into something else. Now, I don't know how they kind of grew in from the, the whole, like, we think people are wanting, like, thinking we're going to merge iOS and macOS into this, it's because you guys have kind of led us there into believing that you were considering this with how you're doing these updates. You're making macOS look like iOS. You're making everything continuity. This, that, and the next. You're making everything kind of fit together. So the next step would be, in a lot of people's minds, to merge them. To merge them. And this isn't the first time people are thinking this. Like they thought the thing, the same thing, of Google Chrome, Books, and Android. Quite literally. And so now they're just taking that same ideology and thought process, and putting it to MacBook, well, to Macs, and iPhones. It's something that people want, and Samsung's kind of doing that with their whole Dex program. There are tablets that do something very similar. Um, Windows technically is doing something in a sense similar with their tablet systems, um, even though they killed off the Windows phone, so that doesn't really have the same element anymore. But Apple's going to essentially say, well, it's because people want us to have iOS apps on Macs, and so that's what they're going to start working on, which is why they have the their own versions of those four apps home stocks news and voice memos coming on to mac os um now they were saying that it was just a sneak peek because it's actually part of project marzipan which will likely be for next year's wwdc with the next version of ios which is ios 13 and the next version of mac os yes yep we're up really high iOS 13 next year. Yeah. Well, I was excited for iOS 2. <laughs> That's ages ago. One saying, I have noticed Apple says our iOS is free. Our free. updates are free. Does not free? give a sense in that their intention is to make it paid later, maybe. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I think, I think what they're trying to do is throw shade towards Windows, mainly, because Android's updates, like I mentioned earlier, were always free. Even though they started off with saying, like, our updates are free, and then they went straight into iPhones. Um, Windows phones never had a charge for upgrading. Androids have never had a charge for upgrading. Blackberry's never had a charge for upgrading unless you were getting new hardware. 
So I don't know where they're coming from with that. But when it comes to Macs, definitely they have something to say about Windows. Because with every version of Windows, you technically had to pay unless you were coming from Windows um, 7 to 10, where they did allow you to um, get Windows 10 for free for a certain period of time. I think it was like uh, two years they allowed it for. I think I actually think that if I remember correctly, I think back in the day, Apple used to charge for um, Mac OS, so back when it was named OS 10. If I remember correctly, they did, right? Because I remember reading something to purchase the CD and he says, I think so, like, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I just, I so happened to get lucky that, yeah, when I got my first Mac and this update after that was free. Yeah, that, that was good timing. That was a West 10, maybe the Lion, I think. Maybe? I think a lot of people's. Uh, Ma Actually, no, I think I saw it at Marcus. Hmm. I don't wonder what was back in 2009 was the one that I started with. Cheers, 2009? Yeah, nine years ago. Cheers. Nine years, and I'm actually, no, it's been more years than I'm taking my money. But <laughs> it was it was concrete after I got it was concrete after I got that that MacBook. Mr. Vaughn, I don't know if they're gonna actually call it the iPhone Nine, but it's supposedly coming it later on this year. Yeah, it may be iPhone. Maybe iPhone. I they're saying that it's gonna be an iPhone Ten Plus. Um, that's one of the rumored versions that's coming out. And then the iPhone 10 Lite. 10 Lite? Yeah. So, yeah, not sure exactly what's coming out this year at this point. We'll have to wait a little wait bit longer. Until, wait until, like, around, I'm going to say the week of, because there's this guy, there's a developer on Twitter that basically scrubbed the code the same week when the keynote was happening last week, and he was able to, like, get the name scheme for everything. La I mean, not last week, last year. So you were able to get the name escape for everything last year. I think there's a there's a um, one of the websites found that there was a um, a phone running iOS 12. I mean, yeah, iOS 12 that didn't fit the screen like size. It was the same screen resolution, but it didn't fit the the like the inches of the other phones that, of that same like resolution so they were saying that might be the actual like size of the phone so people are being creative with trying to find out information about the new phones that are coming out yeah. no i think they're gonna stay with the plus kind of um mentions not saying xl like google is yeah but, i think they're gonna stay with plus as well they already started so they're going to continue the naming scheme like up. yeah and then there were other features that they didn't really talk on, which is bringing FaceTime with audio uh, to Mac OS as well. Group FaceTime, um, app recents and docs. Well, in the dock, uh, international keyboard improvements, secure code autofill in Mac. So it's going to be the, pretty much the same way. I'm going to guess it's going to use continuity. So if you get the, uh, the text message, it will automatically fill it in on the Mac. Would be interesting. I'm surprised they didn't mention that one. 
the in the mail an emoji picker um also suggested folders for your mail font collections automatic strong passwords faster css selectors so that's for um, web design and like rendering websites improved hard drive performance another one that they did kind of talk on was favicons in safari's tabs so pretty much if a website has a specialized icon for that website typically their logo um, they can create a favicon which is a little design that will show up and distinctly tell you which website is which you can just look up at the icon instead of having to read what each tab is inside safari which is something that chrome has had for years uh, firefox has had for years i think even internet explorer and edge have had that oh man i totally forgot about firefox i was booming back in the day back in the day now well that's because chrome was faster but now both of them are kind of sluggish and well they're not as fast as they used to be but um they're, they're still working on stuff across the board with all the different ones but there's a new login window um which they didn't really go into it but it's pretty much a lock new lock screen design with bigger images and font text um there's a new save panel, a new open panel. There's the W3C web driver, which WC3 is pretty much the web consortium um, that pretty much helps keep the standards for the web and web design, along with improved CSS color support. So if you want to, that's again, web design. Um, Apple file system for fusion drives and hard drives. Um, faster wake up from sleeping. So that should help. Uh, Password reuse auditing in Safari. So if you use the same password in Safari, it'll like, give you a warning for across different websites. Automator shortcuts in the touch bar, touch bar, um, and open type SVG font support, which is a new kind of um, font. Then there were other things that they didn't mention, which is custom accent colors via system preferences. So you can actually go inside the general menu and you can, instead of being dark mode, you can select, um, change your, um, your UI to be red, blue, orange, yellow, green, oh, purple, pink, or gray. Oh, give us a little bit of customization. I'm not used to this. Exactly, right? <laughs> I thought that was a neat little, t like, I think the whole dark mode and then the colors, the colors kind of seem like they're borrowing that idea from Windows. But even then, the fact that they're going like complete skinning tops what Windows does. So again, kudos to them on that. Then they moved the software update section back to system preferences. I forget where they had it before, but now it's back in system preferences. They have a new DVD player app. One that's because the previous one was 32-bit. This one's 64-bit. I went, did they update the icon? <laughs> the icon is rather, the icon's rather old. Yeah, they updated the icon as well. Good. And yeah, they added touch bar support con um, controls onto it as well. And the last thing that I was able to find for macOS was that they move, removed um, integrations with third-party internet accounts like Twitter and Facebook, like what they did with iOS 11. So that's more on the privacy element. You know, you have to, the only way they can get access is by using the app and the permissions there. It's not system level anymore. 
So, they have done a lot. Like, we've, we started almost on time, and it's been almost two hours of us talking. We've almost gone the, the length of the keynote. Like, going in-depth on this, when they weren't even going as in-depth. I think it's because we, like, we started picking at things that they didn't talk about. That's probably has us gone this long. Yeah, Plus, probably, we, right. probably why they didn't speak about them. Probably. Chomp Chomp! How you doing, man? Yeah, I haven't seen you. Let's see. We skipped out the past two weeks due to personal issues. You didn't make the episode before that, but you were on our first episode on Mixer. So that's about four weeks since we've seen you, and you've been on here. Well, at least with us. It's great seeing you again, man. But, um, and then we also did get carried away during this episode with talking about other stuff, too. So I can kind of see where, where we got to the almost two-hour mark with this episode. Yeah, we, we did a good job not, like, scheduling anything else than the WWDC <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> wow. But, like, was there anything that overall caught your attention like the top three features for you hmm. well performance is one because last year's OS was trash i feel like my performance my performance dropped so much last year um i like the ruler app measure I app like serious well yeah sorry measure i like the measure <laughs> app Oh, and they also changed the default, um, oh man, the default home screen for iOS. So like when for iOS 12, if you go and set your, if you go to set your home screen to default, it's going to rearrange, um, some of the icons. So they now move FaceTime to the front. Face FaceTime is now the top, well, the first icon that you'd see in the top left. Um, they removed, they, they edit, they changed the extra. So now they had like an extra folder where they keep, oh, let me see what's in it. The extra folder where they keep like, you know, the compass tips, voice memos, contacts, um, find friend and all that extra stuff. Mm -hmm. They now put like most of the utility stuff inside that folder and they took most of the stuff that was in that folder out. So, mm -hmm. Calculator is now in that folder. Um, what else is in that folder? I feel they had the measure app in that folder as well. But not to get sidetracked, let's see what else did I like. I like the Siri shortcuts. Um, it's an improvement to Siri that she was desperately needing. It wasn't. It's not like it's probably not the extensive extensive improvement which people wanted, but it's an improvement. So kudos for them for doing that. Mm. What else do I really, 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 really use that I like? Mm. I like the walkie-talkie for the watchOS because I don't really do any activity, so everything else is just like scratch. <laughs> <laughs> and I usually listen to podcasts on my phone because we don't have eSIMs over here, so Sailor doesn't make a difference. Um, well, the 4K stuff with Apple TV doesn't make a difference for me because I don't have a 4K Apple TV and I don't have a 4K TV. So, 
And most of the things that they implemented, like the live sport and so on, is incompatible with our region. So none of those、mm. made a difference. I think the only thing I really benefited from was、um, them being able to tell us the location of their screensavers, various screensavers that they had.、Um, I'd say a few things in macOS because. I feel like macOS wasn't getting the love that it needed, especially not last year. It wasn't like they updated macOS last year, but it wasn't. It was just like a little skim. It wasn't nothing deep into depth like what they did this year. So I would say probably like most of the things that they added to macOS.、Hmm. Okay. Um, just catching up on some comments.、Um... Juan said, "Do you think Samsung can make such conference to talk about a new upgrade? I cannot imagine that. They actually do make conferences, and they actually have a lot of people that go to them,、um, and they show off stuff. Do check it out. They call it、um, the Unbox Unpack Samsung Unpacks. So you may want to check that out. They have it on their、um, their YouTube page, and." Mr. Chumps, I'm sorry about the、um, the mixer. I don't know what's going on with that and why it's、uh, freezing up. But I'm glad you you know you came over and <laughs> watched this on YouTube.、Uh, how are you liking the Galaxy S9 Plus? As for me, though, the features that I liked,、um, I would have to say AR. Like that was a big thing for me, and like the way they presented it, they did a top-notch job. I do like the series shortcuts. I see what you did there. <laughs> I wasn't even intending for a pun, but I like that does work inside there. Sorry, bad pun. <laughs> um, I do like that they are now doing the battery level and usage time for the well-being. Uh. Not so much a big watchOS person, especially since I don't you have an Apple Watch.、Um, best, best smartwatch ever. It's number two, my number two, number one watch in the world. Anyway, let's not forget those. Let's not forget those stats that they gave last year. Anyway, what was、um, White Pancake saying earlier? You can put away the lotion. <laughs> <laughs> um. We have. I like some of the stuff from macOS. For me, honestly, it's the dark mode, dark mode, and then the. Are you event... one of those Twitter dark mode people? I am one of those Twitter dark、That's、mode、why. people. I'm a dark mode person. Yes. If it has dark mode as an option, I will go dark mode. Um. I think continuity camera is a really great option as well, like for macOS. And I'm not sure how I feel about the whole fingerprinting and、um, like the tracking thing because, well, I do social media, I do like marketing in a sense. So it's good to customize stuff to people and it makes them feel welcome and stuff like that. But if you take that away, they just get the generic experience. So it's kind of get a catch twenty two. Um. And. Even though it's not in this update, really and truly, I like the fact that they're going to be allowing for、um, iOS apps to go onto macOS. Like those are my takeaways from this. Like those are the things I really like. 
Um, let's see. Chomp Chomp is saying, aside from the problems I have with Mixer, it's been great. Hated the default key. Oh, so he's talking about the um, S9 Plus. It's been great. Hated the default keyboard. I hate it as well. Um, so I switched to Gboard. Good job. Um, I've gotten acclimated to the curved edges. That takes time. And speaker is nice and loud. Yeah, the, the curved screen, like the curved edges, it does take time because like you have to like readjust how you hold the screen in a sense. Like even though my screen is curved in a sense, it doesn't have the same level of curve. Like for example, the um I well the S9 technically the bezel ends like right here. So it's got all of this space up in there. Exactly. And then I on the I have actually had an issue when I've used persons like Samsung devices with the curve. I haven't had an issue, but as I end up hitting stuff on the side. And then on the, if I go hold it like this, it's the right hand side. If I do it like that, this side, anyway, this side, if I like say this is the, um, the nine plus or the S nine, um, Essentially, it uses that extra space. So if I slide from the right, I get options to like open up applications, two applications at the same time, go through contacts. It gives me notifications like it can light up the sides to say like someone's calling you. This is a particular person. A lot of little neat things that are kind of gimmicky, but at the same time, kind of nice. So, yeah, I am kind of interested to see what they do with the Note 9 this year, though. Me too. But overall, I'm glad you have been enjoying your S9 Plus. It's it's a really nice phone. It's up top there between the iPhone 10, the Samsung S9 series, of course, and I would say the Google Pixel 2 Excel. XL. Like those, I would say, are among the top phones right here and now. I feel like the Google Pixel 2 isn't getting any love. It's been a while. Like, I think when Android P actually comes out, it'll have some love. But around that same time, then the Pixel 3 X 3 is going to be coming out as well. So, uh, it's like with the iPhone 8 series, it wasn't getting any love until they released the product red version. And all of a sudden it was like, ooh, let me love you. Pretty much. Uh, he's saying that I love the smart select for screens that is a really neat feature and it gets enhanced in the note series especially like with the recent updates that went on to the note 8 um that is really really nice but s9 definitely has some neat features everything from the gaming mode to smart select to a lot of the customized versions of stuff that samsung has added on top of android it's a it's a really neat phone if I didn't not like TouchWiz, which is the user interface that they use, I probably would have gotten that as my, my next phone. I'll be quite honest. But we have been talking for two hours, well over our normal limit. Um, this is kind of like, well, actually some of our conferences, like conference-based uh, talks have been about this last before um so yeah thank you everyone that decided to jump into the call well jump into chat and be a part of the episode definitely thank you to um 
Bill Cosby did nothing, who like donated a bunch of little bits to us and shares. Bluetooth has been in iOS 1. What are you talking about? <laughs> but it's always been um, iOS based. <laughs> like iOS to iOS, iPhone to iPhone, that kind of thing. Not like iPhone to Android. That's still a little wonky. Um, what do you mean, Bluetooth sharing? Yeah, well, oh, I mean, that could be that too. Mm, nah, we stick with AirDrop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for everyone that came into the chat. Thank you, Vicky, for coming in on this episode as well as my co-host. You're welcome. And don't forget, we'll be back next week, Thursday, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. And if you go on Twitter, you can probably watch us on Periscope as well. But until next time, and... We may have a special episode coming up with the Bahamas um, conference that's coming up with uh, blockchain technology. We have a request from um, the government actually to have that episode. So keep an eye out for that special episode. It probably will not be live streamed. I will see if I can get them to do it live stream, but it probably will not. So keep an eye out on YouTube for that to happen, especially since that's happening June 20th to the 22nd. And Grand Bahama. So until next time, take care. <laughs>